Elena Chinecki led the Bulls with 18 points last night, and Betty Menunga had 18 rebounds. But the issue was the Bulls just kind of were stagnant after a great start. Let's give you the great start as the game's highlights here. UTRTV does turn it over. Sydney Harvey has a chance at a layup, and she scores. Boy, that is something I can tell you. 5 nothing Bulls that they worked on a lot this <laughs> leading up to the season they have these exhausting drills where basically if you end up missing one layup you got to do it all over again. Benny Menungan started to do it more last year over to Sydney Harvey first three of the night for her and for the Bulls and it's an early blitz it's eight to nothing and UTRGV needs a T.O. Lisa pins on over to Chineke and she is going to drive underneath and Elena Chineke reverse layup fantastic it is 10-0. The youngster on her, Jones, she goes right around her and through the hoop, and one. Elena Chinecki off to a pretty decent start. She is three for three and ready to make a three-point play out of it. Annie Harvey away from the basket. Easy enough, three-point shot, making her second in as many attempts. And now the offense is rolling 16-3. to three. You agree with me? It looks quicker. That release yes. looks very quick. It's going to be very difficult to guard that. So a flying start, and again, you would figure they'd have won by at least 30 points the way it was going, but the rest of the way it was... Kind of hit and miss. If you want to get the replay, you'll hear myself and Bridget Miranda. Listen, it's a very talented team. But what Jose Fernandez did, and you can hear him allude to it in our post-game interview here from courtside, and that is, well, he was at courtside. We're still up in our little perch in the corner, that they essentially tried to go with the second unit. They went with the same starters as last year, meaning Elise and Pizan, Sidney Harvey, Elena Chinecki, Betty Menunga, and Shay Leverett. He, and when you're up 16-3, to this makes sense. Brought in the second unit, and that's when UTRGV started to get a little bit closer in the game. So some players that he had been talking about a lot in the build-up to the season, frankly, did not perform well. A trio in specific all played less than seven minutes, none of whom made a shot, and that was what was a little bit disappointing for the head coach. Even though, let's make it clear, his team won the game 63-56, to it was a 34-27 halftime lead. Looked like the Bulls were going to blow it out, but then UTRGV started hitting some threes. They shot better from three than the Bulls, 9 for 28 compared to 6 for 25 for USF. For example, Sadie Harvey, you heard her hot start, ended with 13 points, but just three of nine on threes. So some things to be happy about, but some to work on. Here's the head coach. 16 to three, but then obviously it didn't carry over what went yeah, wrong. Yeah, you know, we tried to, that first half, run a lot of different things that uh, we haven't used in the past. Uh, and then, you know, second half, we had to we had to run some stuff because, uh, you know, I, I thought we came out of the gate. We had a great flow and then played, played a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, we can't t play 10 people if those 10 guys ain't going to play the way we want them to. So uh, I thought that first group got off to a good start. But we struggled defending the arc and backside rotations were not, were not there. But um, definitely not our best, without a doubt. But you, you got to hand Rio Grande Valley. They came in here, played very inspired. They did a really good job. They, they, they ran and got what they wanted. Um, but as you know, we, we got to play a lot better than this with what we got coming up on our schedule. Coach, it looked like the post, you had a good post rotation. We saw a couple new post players for the Bulls. You started to run some plays in the second half directly at those posts. They struggled a little bit to finish from the floor. What's your take on what was going on there? Well, three quarters, 21%, 35%, and 21%. That's awful. And Coach, fans back, the band back. 
the, the cheerleaders back. It has to be nice for you and for the team to see everyone back and things starting to look more normal. Yeah, we have unbelievable support for our young ladies in our basketball program. It's great to, for our fans to, to come and watch us. And you know, this, this whole lower bowl was totally empty last year. So it's a lot different. I think one thing that's not going to continue is we've talked about Dulce Fankamengidu. You could tell. She was somebody that stood out at Memphis where there's not a lot of spotlight on you to coming off the bench and just rushing things a little bit. She was 2 of 10 for the floor, ended up scoring 10 points, and I think she is going to be much better on Thursday night. She still picked up 7 rebounds, but again, just 2 of 10. And I'll tell you, both Sydney Harvey and Elena Chinecki know they have to turn it around. I thought these were great comments from the post-game press conference. I mean, it's kind of a wake-up call that, I mean, we're a top 25 team. Everybody's going to come and be here and play like their best against us and like you said we didn't we don't have like an easy schedule so I think this is just like gonna prepare us for the games to come yeah I agree uh, I just feel like that was a good game to realize that we actually need to be way more hard on ourselves and just treat it like we are actually in the top 25 in the country because this is not the right way to to go like the game today wasn't the right way to show who we are and what we can really do because if you if you ask me that wasn't us that's not us i think we'll see more of them tomorrow night against alabama state of course look more to that game on tomorrow's show now on to some great audio from the football press conference and we'll sprinkle in more of these clips on thursdays and fridays show but this Overall, again, I know this is something that frustrates people, and that is, hey, Bulls start off great, but you get the feeling that they're not going to be able to finish the job. And has there been something, especially the last two weeks with the Bulls up at halftime in both game consistent, that they need to improve upon? Very honest answer, as always, from Coach Scott. Yeah, uh, we run out of juice. That's what I see. Our, our, our lack of depth catches up with us. I don't see mistakes where guys are just covering the wrong guy. I see the running back going and our old boys trying to trying to get up there and they're just out of out of gas. And um, so, uh, you know, I can't really help that during the season. I can help that in the off season as far as adding some more depth uh, defensively. But really, that's that's the, the biggest thing that I've seen. I haven't seen. Well, I guess uh, East Carolina, we had the three turnovers uh, there in the second half that, that hurt us. But. Ultimately, I mean, again, not using an excuse, it just is what it is. I mean, we just we just run out of gas. You know, we're kind of like the. I can remember uh, whenever I was in high school, I was a football and baseball player, and then on my senior year of high school, when when baseball was over, uh, I was maybe for our league that we were in. We were in a private school league there in South Carolina, so it wasn't a uh, 8A Florida, uh, but but I was one of the faster uh, guys in uh, on my baseball team. Had a lot of stolen bases, so the track coach. When baseball was over, the track coach at my, my high school asked me if I would uh, come out for a track, and they were getting ready to go to regionals, and if I qualified for the 100 meters and regional, then I could run in the state. And uh, so I did, and uh, my brother was on the track team, a little bit younger, two years younger than me, and, and uh, so I, qual- I went and ran the 100 meters and qualified and got to state, and it's uh, me and this, this guy that was a really good player, another football player, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, right? I'm ready to go, and we took off, and I was right out there, right there even with him, and I figured out why uh, it was 100 meters and not 60 meters. Because that last 40 meters, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I hadn't really trained and wasn't quite ready for that. And that's kind of what I feel a little bit in some of these games, you know, a little bit of our depth. And, and, and again, when I'm talking about depth, I'm talking about injuries and guys that are out. And so you're just, you got one guy just backing up three guys in the secondary. That's an anecdote I hadn't heard before. Here's a little bit of Brad Cecil 
on the possibility of the offensive line coming back next year, which would be great, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I can say, yeah, we're, we have all talked, and uh, as of right now, we're all deciding to come back, and, uh, you know, we love what's going on here. Um, you know, obviously our record uh, isn't, doesn't show how uh, the hard work we put in and the culture that's, um, that's shifting, but, you know, we love it here, and, you know, we want one more chance to, to turn it around. Now, just a little from Antonio Greer, definitely going to save some comments from him about the relevance of it being the seats for service game and, of course, tomorrow being Veterans Day. We'll save that for Friday's show, but little fun exchange. I had to ask him. It was like the cool elephant in the room. He was wearing his uniform and acting normal about it. And then those green lights, I think they're cool. What does he think? You must love wearing a uniform because you're the only player to have it on during the press conference. Were you putting it in? <laughs> Both. I, I love. I love his uniform. I don't want to take it off. <laughs> but, I think it's the coolest thing ever. The, the lights, the green lights after the touchdown. You guys had a response to that? <laughs> man, the green lights, the, the the bull, the smoke coming up. Man, that turned me up every time. I think you heard the enthusiasm there. What you didn't see is at the mention of the green lights, he started stomping back and forth, you know, in a good hyped fashion. Last chance to see them for the team and for you, the fans, Friday night. Jeff Scott made a pretty strong argument for getting out there on Friday night. We'll play those comments for you. How about on Friday's show? And we end this show with, I said it yesterday, Kazuna Takase should have been the goalkeeper of the year. He is actually co-goalkeeper of the year in the American Athletic Conference. We'll give you the full rundown at the end of the hour. Shion Soga, first team all-conference for the Bulls. Sal Mazzaferro, outstanding defenseman, second team. And deservedly so, Josh Gamina, the all-rookie team. A little mystified that Enrique Galina, who led the Bulls in scoring, wasn't on either team. But still, four players well-deserved. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.